Section three of Grotesques and Fantasies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Grotesques and Fantasies by Israel Zangwill. A Tragicomedy of Creeds. Not much before midnight in a midland town a thriving commercial town whose dingy back streets swarmed with poverty and piety a Man in a soft felt hat and a white tie was hurrying home over a bridge that spanned a dark crowded river He had missed the tram and did not care to be seen out late, but he could not afford a cab suddenly he felt a tug at his long black coat tail Vaguely alarmed and definitely annoyed he turned round quickly a breathless roughly clad rugged featured man Loosed his hold of the skirt Excuse me, sir. I've been running gasped the stranger placing his horny hand on his breast and panting What is it? What do you want said the gentleman impatiently? My wife's dying jerked the man. I'm very sorry murmured the gentleman incredulously Expecting some conventional street plea Awful sudden attack this last of hers only came on an hour ago. I'm not a doctor No, sir. I know I don't want a doctor He's there and only gives her ten minutes to live come with me at once, please Come with you why what good can I do? You're a clergyman a Clergyman repeated the other yes, aren't you? The wearer of the white tie looked embarrassed. Yes, he stammered. In a in a way, but I'm not the sort of clergyman your wife will be wanting. No, said the man, puzzled and pained. And then, with a sudden dread in his voice, "You're not a Catholic clergyman." No, was the unhesitating reply. Oh, then it's all right," cried the man, relieved. "Come with me, sir. For God's sake, don't let us waste time." His face was lit up with anxious appeal, but still the clergyman hesitated. You're making a mistake, he murmured. I'm not a Christian clergyman. He turned to resume his walk. Not a Christian clergyman? exclaimed the man, as who should say not a black negro? No, I'm a Jewish minister. That don't matter, broke in the man almost before he could finish the sentence. As long as you're not a Catholic. Oh, don't go away now, sir. His voice broke piteously. Don't go away after I've been chasing you for five minutes. I saw your rig out, I beg pardon, your coat and hat, in the distance, just as I came out of the house. Walk back with me anyhow, he pleaded, seeing the Jew's hesitation. Oh, for pity's sake, walk back with me at once, and we can discuss it as we go along. I know I should never get a hold of another parson in time at this hour of the night. The man's accents were so poignant. His anxiety so apparently sincere that the minister's humanity could scarcely resist the solicitation to walk back at least He would still have time to decide whether to enter the house or not Whether the case were genuine or a mere trap concealing robbery or worse The man took a shortcut through evil looking slums that did not increase the minister's confidence he wondered what his flock would think if they saw their pastor in such company He was a young unmarried minister and the reputation of such in provincial Jewish congregations Overflowing with religion and tittle-tattle is as a pretty unprotected orphan girls 
why don't you go to your own clergyman he asked i've got none said the man half apologetically i don't believe in nothing myself but you know what women are the minister sniffed but did not deny the weakness of the sex betsy goes to some place or other every sunday almost sometimes she's there and back from a service before i'm up and so long as the breakfast's ready i don't mind i don't ask her no questions and in return she don't bother about my soul leastwise not for these ten years ever since she's had kids to convert we get along all right the missus and me and the kids oh but it's all come to an end now he concluded with a sob yes but my good fellow protested the minister i told you you were making a mistake you know nothing about religion but what your wife wants is someone to talk to her of jesus or to give her the sacrament or the confession or something for i confess i'm not very clear about the forms of christianity and i haven't got any wafers or things of that sort no i couldn't do it even if i had a mind to it would ruin my position if it were known but apart from that i really can't do it i wouldn't know what to say and i couldn't bring my tongue to say it if i did oh but you believe in something persisted the man piteously hmm. yes i can't deny that said the minister but it's not the same something that your wife believes in you believe in a god don't you the minister felt a bit chagrined at being catechized in the elements of his religion of course he said fretfully there i knew it cried the man in triumph none of us do in our shop but of course clergymen are different but if you believe in a god that's enough ain't it you're both religious folk no it isn't enough at least not for your wife oh well you needn't let out sir need you so long as you talk of god and keep clear of the pope i've heard her going on about a scarlet woman to the kids god bless their little hearts i wonder what they'll do without her she'll never know sir and she'll die happy i've done my duty she whispered i wasn't to bring a roman catholic poor thing i fancy i heard her say once they're even worse than jews oh i didn't mean that sir you're sure you're not a roman catholic he concluded anxiously quite sure well sir you'll keep the rest dark won't you there's no call to let her out that you don't believe the same other things as her i shall tell no lie said the minister firmly you have called me in to give consolation to your dying wife and i shall do my duty as best i can is this the house yes sir right at the top the minister conquered a last impulse of mistrust and looked round cautiously to be sure he was unobserved charity was not a strong point with his flock and certainly his proceedings were suspicious even if they learnt the truth he was not at all sure they would not consider his praying with a dying christian akin to blasphemy on the whole he must be credited with some courage in mounting that black ill-smelling interminable staircase he found himself in a gloomy garret at last lighted by an oil lamp a haggard woman lay with shut eyes on an iron bed her chilling hands clasping the hands of the converted kids a boy of ten and a girl of seven who stood blubbering in their night attire the doctor leaned against the head of the bed the ungainly shadows of the group sprawling across the blank wall he had done all he could without hope of payment to ease the poor woman's last moments he was a big-brained large-hearted irishman a roman catholic who thought science and religion might be the best of friends 
the husband looked at him in frantic interrogation you are not too late replied the doctor thank god said the atheist betsy old girl here is the clergyman the cloud seemed to pass off the blind face and a wave of wan sunlight to traverse it slowly the eyes opened the hands withdrew themselves from the children's grasp and the palms met for prayer christ jesus began the lips mechanically the minister was hot with confusion and a quiver with emotion he knew not what to say as automatically he drew out a hebrew prayer book from his pocket and began reading the deathbed confession in the english version that appeared on the alternate pages i acknowledge unto thee o lord my god and the god of my fathers that both my cure and my death are in thy hands as he read the dying lips moved mumbling the words after him how often had those white lips prayed that the stiff-necked jews might find grace and be saved from damnation how often had those poor rough hands put pennies into conversionist collecting boxes after toiling hard to scrape them together so that only she might suffer by their diversion from the household treasury the prayer went on the mournful monotone thrilling through the hot dim oil reeking attic and awing the weeping children into silence the atheist stood by reverently torn by conflicting emotions glad the poor foolish creature had her wish and on thorns lest she should live long enough to discover the deception there was no room in his overcharged heart for personal grief just then make known to me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy at thy right hand are pleasures for evermore an ecstatic look overspread the plain careworn face she stretched out her arms as if to embrace some unseen vision yes i'm coming jesus she murmured and then her hands dropped heavily upon her breast the face grew rigid the eyes closed involuntarily the minister seized the hand nearest him he felt it respond faintly to his clasp in unconsciousness of the pagan pollution of his touch he read on thou who art the father of the fatherless and the judge of the widow protect my beloved kindred with whose soul my own is knit the lips still echoed him almost imperceptibly the departing spirit lulled into peace by the prayer of the unbeliever into thy hand i commend my spirit thou hast redeemed me o lord god of truth amen and amen and in that last amen with a final gleam of blessedness flitting across her sightless face the poor christian toiler breathed out her life of pain holding the jew's hand there was a moment of solemn silence the three men becoming as little children in the presence of the eternal mystery it leaked out as everything did in that gossipy town and among that gossipy jewish congregation to the minister's relief his flock took it better than he expected what a blessed privilege for that heathen female was all their comment end of a tragic comedy of creeds